Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm back with Adam Balderstone, and we're talking about Babylon 5, Season 4, Episode 22, The Deconstruction of Falling Stars. So this is sort of like the... the <laughs> I don't know, what would, you, what would you call this episode? Because we already kind of got the finale, and this is really more of like a... An epilogue, maybe, yeah, I would I, say? I guess it is an epilogue. Um it's uh, just a snapshots of the next million years and what people think of the events that have happened in the series over the various periods in history. And and they but they also are planting seeds for the. I know that they don't know if, if at this point if they're mm-hmm. going to be on the air, but they are. Or actually, would they? Oh, they do know. They, they do know when they made this was actually made as part of the the. Season four. But, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. So they knew still, they were renewed when they made this. There was a little bit of distortion on your voice there. Could you just repeat? Oh, that? okay. I will repeat. Yeah, uh, basically, they, they originally made another episode that was going to be the final episode. Then they got picked up mm-hmm. by, uh, by, 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 wait, no, by uh, TNT. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they got picked up by TNT, he decided to save that episode for the real finale at the end of season five. So uh, he made another episode, and this episode was made while he was making making season five, but it actually aired during season four. Okay. So this was this was yeah they, they did know they were continuing at this point. Okay. Um, yeah. So that the it, but they offer glimpses of things that are to come, and they do it in an interesting way where you you know I, yeah. like I don't know what's coming next season yet but there's like one scene in here where it's like oh I wonder what that's going to look like if they actually play that scene out in the episode yeah. because we don't know who the person's talking to and so there's some exciting things that are planted here um but yeah it's it's basically like it's a little bit similar to um uh Starship Troopers the uh the movie the way that that was framed with mm. the uh, you, 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 the viewer you is like sort to of war or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Sort of the viewer is, and, and except in this one, it's kind of. I think it's a time capsule that's being sent to the, uh, you know, uh, to the great beyond or something. So yeah. I, I was a little unclear on the, on exactly what was going on at that ending part, but but it, 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 essentially this is they're downloading information and we're getting snippets of the info. Um, and so the only scene that even feels at all like anything from an episode of Babylon five is right at the start where, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Sheridan and Delenn have just been married, I think, and they're coming back to Babylon five and, yeah. and there's a celebration and, and then that slowly becomes footage that ISN Nightside is talking about. So I don't know why don't you give the overview of the episode and we'll. We'll get it. Yeah. Well, you know, I always said, I mean, the overview is just it's it's a bunch of little vignettes over over history. So there isn't really a ongoing plot. There's a theme, which is the theme being, you know, how will these events of the series be viewed throughout history? But uh, but yeah, talking about the uh, the first first segment, you know, the the you know, them returning after the uh, the wedding. I have to say something and that just felt weird to me like you know having having garibaldi be the one greeting them and everything and it's just like it's like have sinclair and garibaldi really had a chance to clear the air since you know yeah. since garibaldi i mean i know sinclair intellectually knows that garibaldi wasn't responsible but it just seemed like the weirdest person possible to be uh giving the big happy greeting <laughs> you know it's like i feel like things would still be kind of awkward between them I would but, think uh, so, but I don't know. I, I feel like by the end of the last episode, like 
they, they probably did sort it out. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I just kind of feel like, I mean, yeah, I, I agree they but, could have sorted out. We just didn't see them sorted out, so it just felt weird to me I, as a viewer. I did think there was something that felt a little bit out of sorts with that scene. I, like, the, mm-hmm. the, the scene when they're sort of all together and Garibaldi is giving the speech, it felt like, this is a horrible comparison, but it felt a little bit more in place with something like Saved by the Bell than Babylon 5. It yeah, didn't I feel like a Babylon saying. 5 episode to me. Um, yeah. And, and I don't know if that was a product of it, maybe just like maybe because they were only uh, – everything else sort of fit. But like that one scene, maybe maybe they just didn't have time to get the atmosphere together or something do you know what i mean like, yeah it was a rush job so i uh, yeah it, it it did feel off to me <laughs> um but but then once it switched to the isn footage and mm-hmm. then you had the um the the first vignette that really is significant um it was it the host's name is Derek mitchell or something like that and and he's basically like reporting right after uh the um What's the name of the alliance? The Interstellar Alliance? Is that the... The Interstellar Alliance, yes. So so they're sort of reporting on on, on, on recent events and then having a roundtable discussion on, you know, sort of like a crossfire type thing. It felt, felt very mid-90s CNN. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, and so you had like the talking heads sort of, well, you know, this sort of giving their take on... on, uh, on, on 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 what the situation means and how much of a hero Sheridan is or how much of a you know how how much the people of Earth really should be trusting him that sort of thing. Um, they had three people. They had a senator. They had I think a guy who was like uh, he was a, connected to Mars. Yeah, he was the, an author I think of some variety. And then they had a uh, um, a former speechwriter that was connected to Clark, which I yeah. thought, I thought that that felt kind of like how things tend to work out when you get pundits on on tv like this guy used to be yeah. a speech writer you know it, it definitely felt plausible um and 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 there's an election coming and so we know that the uh that the people that were associated with clark are are kind of trying to discredit sheridan it sounds like and so uh but it's playing out in this sort of roundtable discussion format so it was it was sort they were sort of having fun with it um but, uh, but yeah, so I don't know, what, what did you think of that, of the first vignette there? Yeah, I, I like the first one. It's, uh, it's, I mean, it, it's, it's, you know, one year after, you know, one year further into the future. And it's, uh, yeah, I, I felt like all the viewpoints were, were fairly, fairly realistic. And, uh, the, like I so said, the speechwriter is the kind of standout character because, you know, the other, the other two characters are being pretty reasonable about things, which isn't, you know, the most exciting viewpoint, whereas he, you know, his, his kind of slimy attempts to keep smearing Sheridan or, uh, or, or the thing that made that segment entertaining. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, uh, I, you know, this, this was, uh, like I said, it's, it's interesting because everything is, it's, it's, it, we're still at the point in history where things are still very fresh and relevant and it's, it's very transparent what everyone's but, goal is. But what I liked about it is it did feel like we got, like in the TV show, there was a clear, conclusive sort of Sheridan was right and Clark was wrong and, and all that. But but it felt more like reality where when the dust mm-hmm. is settled, you know, there are conflicting, yeah. there are conflicting perspectives. And, 
and 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 so it it just kind of had that uh you know and again you know the I don't know. I just thought I thought it was I thought it kind of worked. Um, oh yeah, I, I like the segment a lot. Yeah, it definitely worked. And uh, it's yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's 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 kind of the thing you never. It, it it goes along well with kind of you know Sheridan having to leave Earth and everything. You know, having to leave Earth, Earth Force and resign. It's like it, you know he won, but it that you know it, there's still a lot of people that are not gonna think well of him. And uh, and this conflict reverberates, which is interesting. This sort of central issue seems to be cropping up uh, mm-hmm. as we go on. Um, mm-hmm. And so the next segment is, I think, a hundred years later, um, and or a hundred years after that, in the date of whatever footage we just saw. And, yeah. And this is interest. This is the one I found interesting because it's another sort of talking head situation. But now it's sort of like. They're commemorating the anniversary of the Interstellar Alliance, but they're more like it's his, all academics. Yeah, too. yeah. This is the academics, and the academics are the ones I found most interesting because I think it's very easy to sort of, you know, make senators the bad guy and make, uh, you know, you know, they kind of, you know, they kind of had the the um the former speechwriter fill in the role of bad slimy guy tarnishing Sheridan's reputation. But now you yeah. have the academics sort of advent, you know. Th- stripping down Sheridan and removing removing who he was as they sort of you know in place of these theories that they have of history and yeah. I thought that was really interesting and that was I was yeah. really wondering what what he had in mind when he wrote this because <laughs> it, and I don't know because I don't know what he was reading at the time I don't know who he was really specifically critiquing with this but he's definitely critiquing somebody and uh and I don't know it was, so I don't know you you can you can describe the uh the events i suppose but but i i I was i was i i took a lot of notes on this one i tried to capture everything that i could um yeah we had like a historian as the uh moderator then we had a uh it was a psychologist who was you know analyzing sheridan and he he did the he did the classic thing of him watching a video of Sheridan and him him diagnosing Sheridan based on oh you could clearly see the megalomania in his uh in his. <laughs> well, I, yeah and, uh, oh go ahead go ahead I say I forget what the other uh the the other person who what was so, her so uh, he he was trying so the guy was a psychiatrist and I think he was trying to make the argument you're making which is that Sheridan was crazy like there was something wrong with Sheridan um, yeah and she was saying no you know a crazy person. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't make sense in this scenario. And she was basically saying that it's not about the individuals. It's about mm-hmm. the force of history. And 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 she's basically trying to... The, the whole process that I got from this is that they're trying to say that, you know, there aren't... Like, like individuals don't matter in history. They can't affect the outcome of events. That, that, yeah. that they can only... They merely can allow events to occur. Or do, do, so, you know... Yeah. And so... So they were sort of making this this argument against, uh, you know, individual important people shaping history. Um, I, I like I like the two sidedness of her though. It was you know on the one hand, anytime we bring up something accomplished like you know creating the alliance or whatever, it was oh you know you can't affect history. Yeah. But it's like things like him starting a colony of telepaths on that like, Oh yeah, that was a terrible mistake on his part. Well, that's <laughs> you know, it's what, like anything he did wrong was his fault, but anything he did right was that's no, and, the force and of history. That's that's what's so brilliant about the critique I think he's making. And and I don't uh-huh. know I don't know what he had in mind specifically. So I, I kinda there's sort of like candidates in your head for what he might have been 
considering when he was writing this. But he, sure. but but I thought that was really brilliant because he's he because you can almost miss it. You know what I mean? But like, but mm-hmm. but it's exactly what you said. Like she's she's denying him any agency and power when it comes to his achievements. She's saying no. You know something as big as the Interstellar Alliance that had to be all all these things had to come together, and he was just in the right place at the right time to sort of you know green light it to happen. But then yeah. but then. You know, so he's not making a decision. He, you know, somehow that that even she she's not even regarding that as a decision somehow. But but then when it comes to what he might be blamed for, she's more than happy to point out. Like she has a list of blunders. She that the the telepath <laughs> thing is just the first in a long list for her. And so yeah. I, you know, it was, I thought that was that was cl- that was clever writing there. Um, because uh, because it was it was really sort of like you had to put those two parts together yourself as a viewer. They didn't do it mm-hmm. for you. Um, yeah. And um, and yeah. So 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 again, you know, this idea of. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm guessing that sh- that uh, that that Straczynski really does not like the idea of of people not being able to affect history. That that was that was sort of my take home from yeah. this. That, uh, yeah, well, that's I mean, I think that's a running theme of the show is that you always, have, you know, I mean, it's been stated, I think, a few times. Sure. You always have a choice, even when you don't. Th- you know, I, I think it's the. The uh, the seer that talks to Londo says, you know, we only tell ourselves we don't have a choice when we've already decided mm. what we're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, that's uh, yeah, thematically, that's a huge part of the show. And so and, and they're also doing this thing where they're, you know, in the, the course of this episode is doing it. But this is the point where they're sort of academically, you know, to the title, deconstructing Sheridan and his crew. And yeah. And and. And, 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 and it's, and, you know, and it's interesting seeing that happening, you know, as a viewer, when you've had, you know, the, the opportunity to see them in action the whole time. And so it's a, it's an interesting sort of critique. Uh, and I, and I thought that it, uh, uh, it, I don't know. I, I really, I really enjoyed this part of it. I thought that the, the, up until when Delenn comes back, when Delenn comes back, I thought that's when it got a little heavy handed. But uh, but I could see why he did it. Do you know what I mean? He wanted. I, yeah, I have mixed feelings. It's definitely heavy-handed, but it it, it kind of worked for me a little bit, just because it's you know, it I, just the idea of her still being around all this time, and uh, I don't know. I, I won't go into more detail, but I think I think it works better if you've watched the whole series. Actually, I yeah. I, uh, I, I think so. I think I think it, there's an additional layer to me that that, that you haven't okay. gotten. Yet. Okay, but, so uh, th- so I might be getting a glimpse of things that that I, I don't know the the totality of. Um, but I thought but I thought up to that point it was a very effective. Like I I felt that yeah. was enough for me as a viewer to sort of I understood what he was trying to do, and then uh, and that just felt like. When Delenn came, it felt a little bit like Straczynski was walking onto the set. Do you know what I mean? That was. Oh yeah, it was really heavy handed. It doesn't make any sense. What did she was she watching this and she suddenly showed (laughs) up? Or it it didn't logically make any sense. But on an emotional level, uh, like I said, I I I can't go into all the reasons yet. But I I will I will invoke this episode again later to explain more. But but I did write (laughs) down what she said. Basically, she comes. And she says Sheridan was a good, kind, and decent man. And they're kind of they're kind of making the argument that either he either wasn't a decent man or he didn't even matter really. And 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 so the the announcer uh, says, well, "You came all the way just to say that." And and she says, yeah. uh, "You came just as far to say less." 
And I think the rest of her speech was, you don't wish anything to, uh, you, you don't wish to know anything. You wish only to speak. That which you know, you ignore because it is inconvenient. That which you do not know, you invent. None of that matters. Um, he cared about the world even when uh, the world cared nothing for him. So she's sort of, you know, trying to redeem his, uh, his memory and, and the history of what happened. And, uh, and the announcer says, uh, you know, but of course we'd expect you to say that. So he's still sort of playing that skeptical game, but she just gives him a look. And, and what it remind you know what the scene reminded me of? This is why it kind of, it bothered me, but, it, but I'll, I'll admit it worked. And it, it reminded me of the scene. I think it was Annie Hall where Woody Allen's in line waiting for the movie. And, yeah. and he's got that guy ahead of him you know going on and on and he's getting annoyed and, and then and then he and then he like pulls the director out and the director you know is like oh you don't know anything <laughs> about my movies and so it, was, it was like that kind of a moment it um, was but it was serious yeah. it wasn't done with comedy um yeah it's the kind of thing that where it is really easy to tear down dead people i mean i i yeah, I, something that, that kind of bugs me when people get really, really into, you know, what, what is it I'm trying to say? When, when you're trying to get, when you're, when you're, when, it, it's really easy to kind of refight battles that have that happened, uh, you know, a hundred years ago and, and and pick them apart. I mean, obviously, you need to do that to an extent for history, but. Well, I think uh, that's why I think the line. Well, I don't know. Well, Adam was kind of getting up and doing something, so I, I might want to repeat it just in case. Did you miss the the, the quote that I gave just now? Yeah. I, um, I so no, that's fine. I just wanted to. Um, uh, so the quote was, uh, uh, "You don't wish to know anything. You only wish to speak that which you know. You ignore because it is convenient. That which you mm-hmm. do not know, you invent." And so I think the idea there was, is she's saying these academics of they're really just kind of raising themselves up they're they're more interested in showing people how brilliant they are and having something that sounds clever to say about sheridan and they're not really interested in the truth and and so i think that kind of gets to what you're saying which is sometimes like 100 years after the event it's more important to have a nice paper or a nice book that you can present to people that makes you look good but you're not really interested in understanding what happened and so I, I yeah. and so it's very easy to sort of talk about past events that way, and uh, and it's easy to minimize. Uh, you know, on the one hand, she makes a good argument. There are all these other forces at work, but on the other hand, I don't know. I think I think we've seen enough examples in recent history of individuals affecting the course of events to know that the individuals can do it. And so, yeah. and 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 people who will argue they can't will be the first folks to criticize. A lot of those people so so i think yeah. you know so so yeah so i i think that um i i, I think you make a good point and i think I, I thought it was an interesting i think it's a this is the kind of episode i really wish i had a group of people who i know and who i like to talk with so i could have an engaging discussion with them about it because it really is the kind of episode that you want to know what other people think and where you know <laughs> and, and you want to bounce ideas off people and and so so yeah, so but again, that you know, Delenn shows up and 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 it's interesting that you know uh, that uh, that again, this is I don't know. I I just thought that they they did they did a very good job getting the uh, having an episode that wasn't really like nothing nothing nothing. 
like you said, they, they they had to make this episode sort of on the fly, and I'm very impressed with what they were able to do given given what little yeah. time they probably had. Uh, it is. I mean, this episode gets some criticism. I remember a lot of people didn't like it at the time, and I think I think it's just because it is such an unexpected thing. I mean, having this, you know, I think people were expecting, ooh, it's the season finale, something mm-hmm. exciting is going to happen, and instead you get this. This kind of complex analysis with with talking heads for a lot of the episode, and I, I, I you know, I, I find that interesting. But I, I well, let me ask it, you this: Was the criticism mainly specifically about the ideas that he was sort of putting forward in the episode, or was it just with the structure and the tone? I think that's the structure, the tone. A lot of people, and a lot of people just wrote it off as being, oh, it's a quick episode they threw together. That's why it's all those people sitting around talking. And I, and, I feel like a lot. I mean. I don't want to. I don't want to say everyone that dislikes the episode didn't engage with it because I'm sure there are people that engage with it and dislike it. But I just, you know, I was working in a game store at the time, so I would hear a lot of people talking about things. And I, yeah, the main one was just it was just boring. It was just people talking, whatever. And it's like, well, I mean, okay. I found the conversations interesting. I found I, I thought that there was a lot of stuff to really think about and try to sort of. I was really yeah. sort of trying to figure out where Straczynski was coming from, you know, and, and what he, and like, I really wanted to know, like, what is he thinking about that's making him, because he's angry about something, and I wanted to know what it was. And so I, I feel like uh, th- that's always interesting to me, and I, it, was, it, it was one of the moments where, like, I really wish I had an opportunity to just, like, ask him a bunch of questions about this episode. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and so to me, that's a sign that it's doing something right. I can sort of see the point, like, but at the same time, I think they're trying to, they're trying to make, you know, they're, they're trying to, they're trying to work with what they have. They, if you have a limited amount of time and obviously you don't want to affect, you know, budget down the road, having episodes that are structured so that you're just dealing with people talking to each other most of the time. And that's not yeah. all that's going on. I mean, some of those sets were still pretty impressive if they had to cobble them together. Um, mm-hmm. But but that makes sense, and and also that's a really good writing challenge. It's not easy to write, uh, you know, four people in a room talking and have it be engaging like that. But no, it's, it's very true. Exactly, it's like dialogue is about the hardest thing yeah. to write. <laughs> and so I thought I I thought it was cool. And the next one I really kind of enjoyed for other reasons. Um, the next uh-huh. one is five hundred years later, and we get a a holog- There's a guy. He's sort of like from the you know the. the it's like a 1984 type situation where yeah, it's, it's, he's 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 the the, the 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 new version of Nightwatch all over again. But, but, but they're better at it now because now yeah. Nightwatch is more clear about what they're doing. So they have this distinction they draw between real fact and good fact. And it's again, it's very 1984 doublespeak. But it uh, but I, I like I like I like I like that they have I like that the guy is conscious that okay, there are real things and. Uh, yeah. And I can accept that, and I can use that to inform my decisions. But we have the good facts that we want the that the government wants people to believe, and yeah, and uh, and yeah. so it just it just uh, it, it made him a slightly more interesting character when he starts interacting with Garibaldi and stuff. Um, yeah, and, Garibaldi, his, his angle with him. Well, you're I know you're a real fact kind yeah, of guy. It's yeah, a yeah. level with. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was that was the best line. You're a real fact kind of guy, aren't you? And that was something Garibaldi. Like I could see Garibaldi if he suddenly found himself in this this scenario. That's how he would. That's how he would play out. But it, but what he's doing is he's creating these holograms and he's downloading uh, the actual uh, 
psychological makeup of 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 Sheridan, Delenn, Franklin, and Garibaldi, with the ultimate aim of of changing those makeups so that mm-hmm. they can they can create uh, false histories of what happened that that paint them in much less favorable light. So that 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 is are they Earth Dome? Is that at this point is that what they call their their government Earth Dome or am I? Yeah, I think it was Earth Dome. I, I don't know if they ever specified specifically. But that, so that the faction this guy represents can can be free to break away from the interstellar alliance and expand and and sheridan's memory is a big problem for them so they're they're trying to construct propaganda through the holograms but in order to do that he wants to run a control program where he just sees if the if the real personalities are functional and operational and and so it gives so i don't know is i think the name of the show in the 90s was the meeting of the minds was that the is that the show that i'm thinking of where they used to have the historical they'd have actors come on and be historical figures and i don't recall that oh it'd be be like a roundtable discussion so they'd get really weird they'd have like frederick douglas talking with marquis de sade (laughs) <laughs> it was and, it, and there'd always be like four people and this kind of it reminded me a little bit of of that because he's because because they're bringing sheridan up and and all these other people and they're and then he's downloading the knowledge of what's actually happened since and they're all commenting on it yeah and, and they're commenting on it as you would expect sheridan to comment uh, and you know, and and eventually the program gets out of control because Delenn says, you know, "Isn't there something we can do?" As they see them using, they start using the Sheridan hologram to 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 make it look like he's a a madman who's willing to kill anybody, and uh, and it, you know, he's just like a conqueror basically. Um, yeah. And by the way, I'm very intrigued to know: is that going to be a scene? And then is is there, you know, are we going to get that version of the scene or some variation on that scene? Um, but Delenn says, is there something we can do? And Garibaldi says, we're dead. We're just, we're just light. And she says, well, that doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know, we're, our memories are intact. And, and Garibaldi uh, does the one thing that Garibaldi probably could and would do, which is he reprograms the system to broadcast their conversation uh, because he's a, you know, he mentions, I'm a whiz at breaking codes and, you know, and so I thought that was very clever that he, uh, yeah, it was in character, definitely. He's, oh. he's, that that is his well-established trick. I'm and, sure. Uh, I'm sure there were viewers who questioned the ability of a hologram to do that, but I, I I thought that it still made a good deal of sense in the in the in the the story that they were telling. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I was willing to buy it, and uh, yeah, and I mean, it is interesting because it it's a you know. It's 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 an interesting choice because well if they were doing this whole propaganda thing you know like maybe possibly the war would have been averted that you know the bad guys would have been in charge but it's like Garibaldi's like oh I'm just gonna gonna, gonna get the missiles flying mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, uh, it's uh, so yeah it kind of puts Garibaldi in an interesting position there but yeah I. Uh, well, and he did nah. figure out. He did figure out that the other side had a better humanitarian record. So, um, oh, I agree. I agree with that part. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I like I said, the other they they were probably going to do a sneak attack on the uh, the more humanitarian side anyway. Uh-huh. And uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was an and, interesting. Uh, 
and, and this is also the one where they actually mention deconstruction because he's saying the deconstruction process. So they're 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 they're, 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 they're specifically trying to deconstruct these historical figures, and um, and so you know it's 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 sort of you know where the the title becomes starkly relevant. Um, yeah, so everything well, is in the episode is doing that and leading up to it, um, but they actually mention it by name. Um, and then the next one is these monks after something called the Great Burn. Which I don't know is maybe that what all of this the thing you know is that what yeah. happens after Garibaldi uh... after the miss yeah after after that I think I think that is what we're seeing I think it's just five it's, that's what five hundred years later or is it a thousand years uh, let me look here uh, oh yeah it's a thousand years later yeah and you got this 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 monk who's wonderful I love the guy they have playing the head monk um, yeah and then yeah. they have uh, brother Michael who's having a crisis of faith because he, uh, it looks like there, 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 there's this prophecy. They have these books and they kind of, and, and the history of, of, of Sheridan and his crew have now become myth. They've now become religion. And, and, yeah. and the belief that they're clinging on to is the idea that the Rangers are going to come back and help them restore the world, uh, back to the way it was. And, and so it's interesting that, that the faith they believe in is a faith in science. And, yeah. I mean, like that's what, that's what I found so interesting about the episode. Um, <laughs> and, and there are many people in the world who don't believe or who, who doubt, who, who blame science for what happened. And so, you know, it's, it, 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 this was, a, it was a nice ending to the, uh, to sort of the, the, uh, well, I guess there's still some stuff coming down the line. There's that final, vignette but this this one to me feels like the real last uh 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 the last story at least um, yeah the uh, yeah it's just kind of a footnote at the end after this because uh but the uh yeah i i i really uh i i enjoyed the the monk one a lot it uh yeah i i think i enjoyed this more than last time i watched the series that particular part and uh yeah and of course it's revealed that the elder monk actually is a ranger and the rangers are working and they just have to do it quietly so they're not and, pissing everyone off <laughs> and the thing that brings about the monk's um crisis of faith is the whole analysis of the he's he's illuminating a text and i think at one point he's he's concerned that that these things are just fables that are meant to match scripture because it, and so mm -hmm. it reminded me when when you're a student taking your first historiography class they have you do textual analysis of the four synoptic gospels and that's one of the things that you encounter is that um that idea that that it's just a um uh you know, there's a story pattern underneath this that is very suspicious. And so, yeah. uh, I, I was, you know, so it just reminded me of that a little bit. Um, but it was, yeah, it was, this is a fun episode. This is a, uh, uh, there's a lot of, 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 of things that sort of intrigued my curiosity as I was watching it. And, uh, um, and yeah, it's like you said, we get, we eventually find out this guy is a ranger and, um, and, and what I love about it is he's, one of the things he's trying to do is he, he's found the raw components to make gasoline. And so they're trying to, they're trying to restore technology basically. Um, and he asks for some supplies to help, but he wants the supplies to be believable because the last time they said something that looked like it came out of a factory. And so, yeah, <laughs> make a container old. Yeah. But, uh, 
No, that was that was that was good. I like that touch. That you know, he's still, the, the the Rangers are still going at it there. And, uh, and so yeah, the next one confused me a lot. Okay. Um, so the next one is a million years in the future. Is that right? A million years. Yeah. And the sun is is going to consume the Earth. Is that? I, yeah, that that I believe is the case. So that's way too early. Number one. That's that was my early. yeah. That that's a definite issue. Um, yeah. Now maybe there's a reason that I don't know about because it could you know who knows. Um, so I didn't know. So I was, so that started making me question the whole idea that this was even on earth. I was like, okay, what's going on? I'm confused. And, and it kind of disrupted my whole, uh, uh, yeah. but, yeah. uh, but anyways, it becomes clear that this guy who's sort of bald and weird looking is downloading it for the future. And he's hand. I think he hands it to a, the information gets transmitted to a Vorlon. Is that that... No, I think that was him. Oh, he gets was, okay. He he, he he gets you know he's kind of in a physical form and he kind of energizes himself and goes into his encounter suit. So okay. it's especially now humans have become like the Vorlons and and it's their time to head out you know to the uh, to the rim basically. Okay, and then and so he's leaving a time capsule for whoever stumbles upon it, I guess. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. It was it, I, I feel like I need to watch that one again. Um, <laughs> I, I had a lot of questions in that one, uh, but what do you think of it? Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it you know, it, it just it's kind of showing that you know that the same kind of cycle will go along. That eventually humans will you know head off to where you know where, wherever the Vorlons and the shadows and everyone before them went off to. They'll kind of move on to that next stage, and uh, so yeah, it's like. You know, so basically, it's like humanity's going to have some huge setbacks along the way, but you know they're going to get there. Well, Earth at least. I guess there might be humans beyond Earth. Uh, you know. But it's also a grim, like that timeline is not optimistic. That timeline is something like no. a thousand five hundred years, thousand six hundred years. We're going to be in by and that and it's well into it at that point. So you know, yeah. you know, one thousand six hundred years in the future, everything is uh is just gone to hell uh yeah <laughs> and so uh and 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 likely it happens like 600 years or 500 years so uh you know i don't know is uh it, yeah it's i mean the whole thing even before you get to the, the great burn it's like okay well you're still gonna have the same kind of people that we had with i mean you were talking complaining last episode about you know shared not 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 dealing with people and not cleaning house. But it's like, yeah, it seems like the same Clark like people are yep. going about the same Clark like things on Earth. It's it, it, you know, I mean, it it staved it off, but it's not like if that problem never goes away. It's just something that well, keeps cropping up again and again and again well, and again. He seems to be saying it's like a human trait, um, which yeah. leads me to believe that's why the other alien races after the Great Burn haven't really done much to. Uh, um, I don't know. I mean, I, th I don't think that is the case. I think I think it's a case that Earth, after the Great Burn, goes through this big anti-technology xenophobic stage because they, they are doing things. That's what the Rangers are. It's like they are helping, but they're helping quietly. So, you know, I think I think Earth is like rejecting, mm. you know, everything Okay, so you else. think like a Centauri, or maybe not Centauri because I have a feeling something bad happens to them, but a Narn ship or something might 
indeed show up, but they're like, hey, go away. We don't want to. Yeah, even even if a, a human ship from, you know, one of the other colonies showed up, I think you would still see the same thing. They're, they're like, you know, they're on this, you know, pure anti-technology kick because technology created the Great Burn, so they they don't they don't want anything to do with that. So. Okay. But, I mean, well, you know, certain factions do. And so the the Rangers just kind of dropping by quietly because obviously you know the guy we see the guy calling for help there at the end and asking for supplies so those are you know we know there's no, we they're know definitely that there's, there they're definitely there um yeah and we also know that there's a delen the third um yeah that's right that's right um, and i like the, and we get the whole information about um uh the blessed sheridan who lived and died and was taken bodily into heaven and uh, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's uh, uh, and also Rome is apparently the center of this church. So yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, I'm trying to figure out the structure. So the church is kind of part of the Rangers in a way, right? Like that's sort of what's going. on. I don't on. think it is because I think I think probably the church is the one that's kind of keeping policing. You know, people not getting too technological because they're talking. They're ta- those two monks are talking about. Yeah, our thing has been rejected. Rome doesn't want anything to do with it. So okay. I think I think they're kind of an order within the church that is kind of trying to bring okay. back technology. And I think Rome just shot them down. You know, which is which I think is part of what. But the, the church monks believes Christ... the church believes that the Rangers are coming back, though, right? Uh yeah. I mean, they 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 believe the Rangers are coming back, but I, I don't know what I. You know, I mean, what are the Rangers to them is the question. Are the Rangers, you know, are the Rangers some force that's going to bring technology back or they see them as something more mystical? I don't know. Okay. Cause, yeah, uh, I don't know. I'd be I'd be interested in knowing more about this church because my impression of it was maybe the church was was more of a positive thing and that the uh, – but it wasn't powerful enough to to contend with, you know, the the – well, yeah, widespread skepticism of technology. I, I could be wrong. I mean, uh, yeah, it is it is a bit ambiguous, and uh, it's I mean, and the, the church could be somewhat anti-technology and still be benevolent in other ways. But uh, yeah, I don't know. yeah, I mean, there isn't a lot of, lot of information. I'll have to yeah. watch it again because I feel like I missed some things there. But um, uh, but I don't know. It's it an interesting. It is it an interesting one, and I feel like. This is kind of the one that, uh, to me, feels... And again, there is a scene at the end where Delenn and Sheridan are in bed, and oh, she says, yeah. history will tend to itself, but I, you know... Uh, I completely forgot that scene existed, which I guess says something. So. Uh, but but I think uh, this is like... I, I think I've mentioned this before, but it's a little bit like the appendix to 1984, where mm-hmm. you're watching it, and you, you, you're trying to figure out stuff based on what you're seeing, and and so one thing I think I see is that there are no telepaths that that we see evidence of after the uh, yeah yeah that's right? yeah that's interesting because I having not watched this in many many years I had the impression when I remembered this episode I remembered that war that we see happening you know well the Great Burn you know the Garibaldi kind of mm-hmm. you know sets off is uh 
it's I, 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 for some reason in my memory, remember that as being a war between the telepaths and the humans, but there's no actual indication of that. No, I, I was thinking that I think I was thinking that was the telepath war, but I'm like, I don't think that was the telepath war. I think the, the telepath war must have happened earlier. Well, there's a reference of it in um, happening on Babylon Five because Sheridan tried to start a colony of telepaths, and then he says that was his greatest mistake ever. Which was the mistake. I don't, I don't think that's the telepath war, actually. Oh, that's I think not, that's just, that's just a, like one a, little... a telepath incident. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, so, but we know that there's supposed to be a war eventually. That's the idea that they've yeah. been planting. And, and, and again, I, I, if there is a war, and, and it's a conclusive one where there's clearly either going to be no telepaths or no humans, it looks like the telepaths do not come out on top well, or or yeah. they're so good now, the, 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 you know it's just not even it's not even apparent um yeah but i think a society that was entirely telepath would just be so different though yeah. you know i kind of feel like you it, know there would be I evidence mean, of it in this clip right like we'd know oh, yeah, that's I, a telepath yeah i mean i don't know if, if everyone was telepathic it would become it, it would just be i don't know that you know, i mean it wouldn't be human society in the same way anymore but yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's ambiguous. But I think the novels might cover the telepath war, but I've never I've never got around to the novels. I guess so. that's another thing. I mean, you know, I'm just going by what I've seen so far and you know what I'm remembering. But 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 again, yeah. I thought this was a, this was an interesting episode. I mean, it's definitely it's it. You could probably not watch this episode and be fine. I'm guessing in the next season because it's not like any sure. crucial information is present. Um, so it's not connective in that way, but I, I enjoyed it and I liked some of the glimpses that I was getting of what's to come. And, and I thought that the overall season was very good. I, I, I thought, I think this was a great season. Um, mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I was worried season four was going to dip from three, but it doesn't feel like it did to me. Uh, I, no, I, I've enjoyed, I enjoyed this season more than I have any other time I've watched the show, to be honest. Mm. It's, uh, I mean, the, the the second half, especially, I I I was really into the uh, the whole kind of Mars plot line and uh, the Garibaldi plot line more more than I have been in the past. So okay. yeah, yeah, I think there's that this season's gone up in my approximate in my estimation. Estimation. I'm very tired today. That's okay. Uh, approximation. Uh, yeah, but uh, uh, yeah. So that's the. Uh, that, that's the episode and uh but yeah season four on the whole yeah i i i, I don't know I, I don't think i could really rank episodes at this moment everything is so part of the same structure for me right now i don't think i could do that but uh yeah it's, know, it's getting have... harder to, to rate individual episodes this one i could probably rate because it stands out as a distinct episode versus some of those earlier ones which were you know three parters essentially or two parters um, yeah but i i have trouble rating this episode simply because <laughs> it's so unusual and i i don't i mean it's not a normal episode of babylon 5 but i, I think it's I, I i mean i would just say this is definitely one to, it's a it, it's it's the kind where i if i i i think people could go either direction they'd either like it or not like it mm-hmm. um but it's it it, it it's worth it's worth uh, giving it its day in court and deciding on for yourself if you like it. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, 
I think if you're you're a history nerd, you're a lot more likely to like this episode. And if you you don't have a strong interest in history, you're a lot less likely to. I would say would be my uh, my overview. And uh, yeah, I, I, I like I, I like the sense of scale this gives to the show too. That uh, you know, I mean, we get we get you know, it's I, I like the fact that this show it only takes place over five years, but in, in a lot of places, it just gives you a bigger sense of scope of things that happened long before and things that happened long after. So it, it kind of builds a larger universe in those five years. It's just kind of focusing on those five. Yeah, I know that, 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 yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, but yeah, so, so now we got to go into app, uh, season five, which I'm looking Season five, yeah. Um, so now I've got it all lined up. I'm all ready to go. I saw the first five minutes of the season, but I stopped myself because, like, I don't know when we're going to do the next one, so I want to make sure I have it fresh in my head. I was wondering. Yeah. I thought. I, I was. I thought. You know, is, is Brenda going to say? You know, I'm already ten episodes. Yeah. No, into season I, I started five. doing it, and I was like, you know what? I need to like step this back a little bit and and, and be more <laughs> responsible. So I waited, and uh, which is a good sign. If I'm if I'm if I'm doing that, then that means that you know that it's a good show. I, you know, like yeah. if, if if this was a torture to watch. I wouldn't you be want to burn through. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, so yeah. So it's definitely the. So in the five minutes I got, uh, you know, I know that we get somebody who replaces Ivanova essentially. Uh, yeah. Not like not yeah. like they're playing Ivanova, but like they get a new second in command on the ship. Or, uh, and well, she's she's technically the captain, so it's kind of weird. She's technically he's the president. She's right? technically yeah. He's the president now, so she's technically Sheridan's replacement. Yeah. But Sheridan's still there in his capacity as the president. But, so. but I have a feeling that would have been Ivanova if uh, if yeah. Uh, if, I, so, I think that's a safe bet. Yeah. yeah. And and so it's weird. I'm like, oh my god, there's no Ivanova. But you know, I think it'll be yeah. fine. Um, but I think that's the biggest. That's going to be the biggest thing going in for this for me is how much does Ivanova's absence shape the the tone of the show? I think more than the writing because I think at this point the writing has won me over, and unless like mm-hmm. he just totally phones in season five, <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine because um, he's definitely he definitely has a handle on this universe. Um, but yeah. uh, the the but I think you know totally beyond their control having a whole different dynamic because they're missing an actress could really change things. And I don't know how it's going to change them. Um, so yeah. that's my big worry. Uh, but I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, my, 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 my thing I always tell people about season five is just view it. This is the, the season five is about the status quo after all these huge events have happened. And so it's, it's, it's smaller scale. You know, a lot of people expect it's going to build up to something huge and bigger. And I mean, they, it, you know, things do happen. I'm not saying nothing happens, but if you're expecting something on the scale of the shadow war, you know, but, but bigger, you know, you're, you're not going to get it. So no, that, that wouldn't make sense. I think it wouldn't. But I, some reason I, a lot of people think it, that is going to go that way. No, that's not what I want. I'm, I'm looking forward to exactly what you're describing because uh-huh. number one, I know there's only one more season and how are you going to cram in that much? Do you know, yeah. if they had five more seasons, sure. They could, you know, we're going to do it all again, but uh, yeah. in one season, you can't build up to that and, and have it like shows do that sometimes. And it doesn't work. It, it's, it's all off when you, when you try to get that done in a season. So, yeah. Uh, 
so yeah, I think I think that this I, I I'm looking forward to smaller scale. I just uh, again I just feel like Ivanova is a very important part of the the mix of of the feel of the show, and so I'm just wondering how the show will feel in her absence. Maybe maybe it'll help because this is. This this is kind of like an epilogue season in a way. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of, you're kind of getting sort of like okay, here's how things pan out after it's established, and and maybe having a character absent will help create a different vibe that will be important to that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, and uh, and at least at least what she goes off to do makes sense for her character too. Her going off and captaining a starship at this point in the show. You know, it's a plausible thing she would do, and, and and she is back for the finale. We will see her in the final episode of season five because that was already made. So, it's we do get closure on her. It's not just one of those things where characters abruptly gone and we're just never going to see her again. So, okay. that's that. You know, we, we're going to get we're going to get a bond of a closure still. So. Okay, well that's good. Does she make an appearance in any of the subsequent movies they made, or is that not? I think she is in some of the movies. I think uh, she might be in. I think she's in Third Space, off the top of my head. Well, obviously she's in the in the prequel. Yeah. The prequel, uh, you know, she uh, shows up in that. But I, yeah, I can't remember. Those are the only two movies that I really remember at all. Okay. But, yeah, I definitely may want to watch some of these movies now because I, I def I, I you know I'm 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 curious enough that that, I, that I'd like a little additional Babylon Five when um. When mm-hmm. I'm done with the with the series, Third uh, Space is yeah. I mean, you've seen the prequel. Third Space is fine. It's just kind of a episode. It's 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 kind of set between the shadow end of the Shadow War when they start going after Earth. So we've actually already passed the point where it takes place, and it's fine. It's it's just kind of a uh, a thing that happens. Were the movies <laughs> made after the show mostly, or some of them made during the show? Do you know what? Some they... were made during. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think I think the prequel and Third Space were the two that were made during. Okay. And uh, other than that, I don't know. Uh, I yeah, I mean, I think those are the only two that I I strongly, well, not strongly, I'd recommend. Uh, the others, I think, kind of take a dip in quality. Okay. But I don't we'll, know. We'll, uh, we'll we'll see what we can do. Um, I, I own them, so I can look at them again. But, okay. uh, um, but yeah, I, I, I you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm eager to get into uh, season five, and that's my only reservation is the Ivanova thing. Um, but, yeah. Uh, but, but you know, the first five minutes, I didn't see any problems. Um, uh, and 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 I'm also in that first five minutes. I don't know if I trust that new lady or not. That's the other. That's the other <laughs> dynamic. That they, so that'll be interesting because. Uh, I can't, you know, that, that's going to be something to, that I'll, I'll get to see play out. Um, but yeah, so so I guess we'll be back on. Um, this Friday, we're going to do the second Brave Archer movie. So we did the first one last week, uh, which people didn't know. We recorded that one a week ahead of time. We actually took last week off, not the week before. Um, yeah. So, uh, but through the magic of, of podcasting, we, yeah. we aired Slight it. Of hand. Yeah, we aired it last week. <laughs> and so this week we'll continue the heroic couples adventures in brave archer two, And, uh, and, and Kenny and I will, uh, and again, brave archer is connected with return of condor heroes. That's why we're doing the return of condor heroes readings. Uh, Kenny and I will do our discussion of return of condor heroes on, uh, I think on Friday, I, I'm not hundred percent sure yet. 
and uh, and that should be uh, the next five chapters. So I think that's chapters twenty one through twenty five or something like that. I don't remember. Um, it's this the first five chapters of the third volume, and uh, and then when we finish Babylon five, me and Adam will be going through the two thousand six version of Return of Condor Heroes, uh, which uh, which I'm I'm looking forward to putting Adam through. So yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to that as well, definitely. Uh, and uh, and yep, so we'll be back on. And if anybody has any, I, I I've gotten I have got requests from people for custom reviews and things like that. We're happy to do that if you send us a request. Um, mm-hmm. I have one right now that I'm going to be doing. Somebody suggested I do a custom review of a Wuxia movie that they wanted, and so I I tracked down the film and I'm going to review it. Hopefully in the next couple of weeks on my own. But but if you ever have things you want the group to do, let us know and we'll uh, we'll consider it. You know we're always looking for movie suggestions. And uh, and yeah, so we will let you go and we will talk to you later.